Tonight, one male feminist shows us exactly how much he respects women. Then, concerns over the quality of services of BetterHelp, an online counseling service, are raised. I'm Roaming Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. But first, a word from our sponsors, Virtual Shield. If you guys weren't aware of by now, cybersecurity is a huge deal, definitely not something you want to overlook. Just last month, T-Mobile reported that they had been hacked and the personal data of up to 2 million of their customers stolen. And just as terrifyingly, the app Onava Project, Facebook's own VPN, was recently removed from the Apple App Store for violating guidelines on data collection. Oh, Zuckerberg. So there are people out there who are actively trying to get your personal information. But don't worry, because this month, Virtual Shield's end-of-summer blowout sale is offering up to 70% off VPN plans and discounts on all premium add-ons, including Protection Plus and phone support. And don't forget about Identisafe, their program that allows you to block off access to your computer's microphone and camera from any unwanted nosy hackers. Virtual Shield is one of the easiest VPNs to use in the world, and it's also one of the fastest. Plus, their no-log policy protects their users from any data breaches. So if you're interested in investing in your cybersecurity, check them out at the link below. Now, back to the video. everybody, welcome back to the show. The first thing we're going to be talking about is a little video that's been circulating around social media. If you haven't seen it yet, here it is. What? You're they actually filming. have people filming you the whole time. Cool. Classic. Kill what kind Guess of what? Hey. Destruction somebody, of private property. It's against the law. somebody gets raped by somebody and they're like, I'm a 16 year old and I can't have this baby. Think you should keep it? It's a baby. Yeah. If someone was raped and she gave birth and she decided to kill her three-year-old child. I meant to get your phone. Someone call the cops. Do not touch me. Someone call the cops. Okay, so uh, I I just made my producer Liam watch that dabbing. for the first time. Uh, yeah, how about that? It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought I thought he was about to dab, and then and then you just see like he rotates his whole body, and for uh, I guess some kind of. It's a roundhouse kick. Some kind of roundhouse he, he ninja roundhouse kick he learned on some anime. Kicked her like in the face. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's been going man. everywhere on social media. Uh, it didn't take long before the internet found out who this guy was. His name is Jordan Hunt. Uh, he's apparently a hairstylist in Toronto. He has since been let go from his job because I, he roundhouse kicked someone in the face. Um, while he knew he was being filmed. While he knew he was being filmed. Yeah. That's and bold. What What I love about this story, and um, so sorry to the woman who got kicked. Uh, she's a pro-life activist. Didn't deserve that. But what I admit I do like about this story is that, do you know how I know that this guy is just a far-left ideologue who doesn't actually care about women but just wants to, I guess, further his own views? Beyond, like, a first cursory glance of him? <laughs> it's because he's kicking women in the face. Oh, I think that's, yeah, a, that's, uh... that's a pretty good pretty good indicator that you don't actually care about women. And what I love about this story is it's actually been a sort of unifier for people of all different sides of the political spectrum because um, I think most of us, regardless of how we may feel about the abortion issue, and it is it is touchy, right? I mean, it's one yeah, of those definitely. ones people get really worked up about. We generally agree that it's not okay to kick people. There have since been some, I guess, tweets circulating 
allegedly from this guy. I will not apologize for defending women's right to choose even to a woman. Hashtag the resistance. Apparently that's just from a fake account. It's not actually from him on Twitter. Mm. Uh, the actual Jordan Hunt has deleted his Instagram account and is kind of purging all of his social media. So I just want to bring up, I guess, in light of us saying that as well, um, you've come to the defense in the past of people that have, you know, been victim of Twitter mobs for political views. Right. Do you think that this is a different circumstance where this person deserved to be fired for what they did because it's different in some way? So the thing with that is I have defended people like James Gunn most recently, I think, from Twitter outrage mobs. And I'm very much of the opinion that uh, if your political opinions don't affect the way you're doing your job and, you know, you're doing fine work, uh, I wouldn't support firing someone just because they had politically unpopular opinions, right? Even us, we just hired a new editor and I was pretty upfront that I didn't, I didn't care if they were conservative, right? That's not the on the list of all the things that I care about. I really care that someone's doing their job. The, the reason why this is different, and I think most people would agree, is that he literally physically assaulted someone. So it's not that he just had some hot, spicy take on Twitter. He actually hurt somebody. And I think we, we criticize, like, oh, you don't want to be the employer that's censoring people's political opinions. Right, fair enough. I would want to do that. I don't mind being the employer that says, hey, if you work for us, we kind of don't want you kicking people. I feel like it's okay well, you to know have in film in that, particular. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's okay to have that standard. It's okay to be that employer. And currently the person who was attacked actually did file a police report, so the police are looking into this, and I think the evidence is pretty pretty damning, what with it being directly caught on camera. It's going to yeah, be hard to argue yeah, that's, that. That's going to be a tough one. Love his defense, like, oh, I was just trying to kick your phone, as if that's still not illegal. And I think when you, when you look at people like this who I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to take a, a huge guess and say that he may be of the communist persuasion. Um, it's that's like they possible. don't, they, they literally don't respect private property, no. which is, that's still protected. You can't just kick people's phones out of their hands. And I don't know why the instinct was to kick rather than to grab. I'm going to assume he describes himself as a feminist, shot in the dark there. Um, it's really frustrating because I, I hear these people talk about, you know, I want to support women, I'm for women's rights and equality and that, and then, I mean, a, a lot of the times it's really you're just for women who happen to agree with you, right? Um, as yes, someone who yeah, is female but conservative, I, I've never had really, that I can think of, one of these male feminists defend me from being called, uh, you know, a whole slew of bad names. In fact, a lot of the time it's the male feminists who are hurling these insults at me, so I, it's, just, it's kind of convenient when you, you happen to define your ideological viewpoint as like, oh, I'm for the people who just agree with me, but that doesn't make you, like, a quality advocate. That just makes you a regular tribalist ideologue. Yeah, well, I think that like, there's been a lot of things, and you've seen, I think, a, the way that Jordan Peterson described it, particularly about how they're actually, like, the, a lot of the male feminists, it's just a, it's it's a maneuver to attract women a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So it's not really about, like, being a feminist. It's about catering to certain women that he's trying to get Right. Later. And actually, I made a video on YouTube, and I think you that was one of the ones that you edited before we started the show with CRTV, uh, kind of defending the male feminists and how saying that I don't think all of them are just mm. doing this to get women. But I, I mean, I look at a lot of them, especially with all the Me Too stuff that's coming out. It seems like if you're a male feminist, there's a pretty good chance that you will have some allegations against you of sexual misconduct. And I, you know, obviously innocent until proven guilty, but it's it's yeah. not just a one person kind of thing. It's like several it's, it's of your a, past partners. What, what would appear to be a statistically significant phenomenon within the male feminist right. community. Um, I also did want to mention, though, that this seems to me like the natural evolution of the Pancha Nazi movement, <laughs> right? 
Like, right, punch a Nazi, roundhouse kick a pro-life woman. And I get a lot of people who are critical of me saying, well, you're always so quick to point out these left-wing instances of violence. Why don't you ever talk about the far-right instances of violence? And, I mean, obviously, I admit that I have a bias. I am conservative and things like that. But I... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it really does seem like all the instances of violence that we're seeing kind of seem to be coming from, and I'm not even going to say the left, but from the, the far left, right? The social justice progressive radicals, right? It seems like the, the violence is kind of concentrated at the moment. I think that the response that you get automatically of, of some drone would be that, oh, look at the um, Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville last year where Heather Heyer was killed by an alt-right individual. And, and I mean, even then, the the reason why we still talk about Heather Heyer, the reason why Charlottesville made headlines is because it is so rare yep. to see that kind of thing. If we can compare that to something like Antifa violence, which is literally so common now, it seems, that it's, it's not even worth mentioning, There is there is a difference in the proportionality of the way these violent acts come out. So yeah, I just wanted to share that clip with you guys. Hopefully it made you smile. I know it it helped me with that, and Liam seemed to enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, again, the guy Jordan Hunt, he's been fired, but police are still looking into this. I really hope there are criminal charges being pressed, because you can't just kick people in the face, but mm. maybe that's my just old-fashioned sense of things. It's not, it's not really the modern take as, as I'm seeing it. So the next thing that we wanted to talk about was something that's been going around on YouTube for quite a while now, and it involves the struggle with mental illnesses, which is something that I think is very prevalent in, in today's society in terms of we see all these mass shooters that a lot of them have mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. um, and just everyday folks, it seems like there's an increase in all, in basically there is, yeah, in terms there... of medication and self-reported mental illnesses. And it's a worrying trend that I think is influenced by so many variables, and it's important for us to understand. Um, and that being said, there has been a little bit of a controversial um, activity happening on YouTube in the past few days, and that is involving the company BetterHelp. Now, in case you didn't know, BetterHelp, which if you're watching this video and you have ever been on YouTube, within you the probably past year, know there have been probably, yeah, a lot probably, of huge YouTubers that have yeah. talked about it. Philip DeFranco, Shane Dawson. I mean, there have been a H3, couple H3, of them. Yeah. Um, there's like tons of them, like dozens and dozens. So BetterHelp has been omnipresent in the past month in particular they've been everywhere and the concept is that you have an online platform and a mobile app in BetterHelp that connects licensed uh, therapists with clients and it's cheaper it can happen it, it like it's a lot more flexible it can be done from your own home you can right. see a doctor there you don't have to go into an office there's by phone a, by right. video by text whatever it is whatever you're comfortable with it's yeah it's, it's more affordable as well and there's even like um some financial aid involved with the app so it sounds like a really great deal and as a result i think that we've seen a lot of youtubers being very interested in affiliating themselves with better help because i mean obviously having the opportunity to make money is great i'm not demonizing that in any way love money money's great right mm -hmm. then you get also a sponsor that i think um is definitely perceived to be also good for the viewers right it's something that the viewers can actually benefit from which i think is a great selling point if you're looking for a sponsor and and you also get to look a little bit virtuous for pushing better help you know uh, it's a little bit of everything uh which is fine so a lot of people have been pushing better help and recently we've actually seen a video with pewdiepie who has come out and said that there's there's definitely some concerning trends here 
Right. We've seen things, or it's alleged that there have been things like fake reviews on the site encouraging people to sign up for it. And in other cases, people who claim to use the site say that the professional they were paired with either didn't show up, didn't give them good advice, it was bad service, just things like that. So they're having a bit of a bit of a scandal uh, about their service right now. Yeah. So I guess what kind of makes this this a, a bit of a problematic issue, um, to use a word I don't like to use, <laughs> is that you pair what can be low quality service with the, the terms of service that BetterHelp has, basically saying that they have no responsibility for the licensed professionals that work with them. And then you also have a group of YouTubers that relatively in a very small short of time, they've all come out with uh, sharing videos about mental health, pushing products that they're paid for, particularly to audiences that can be young. So there's definitely a question of how much of this is helping and how much of this is borderline predatory marketing. Right, and I kind of take the approach to mental health that we should be as open with our mental health issues as we are with our physical health issues, right? If someone was suffering from the flu or even cancer, they wouldn't necessarily feel ashamed about that, like that made them a weaker person or unworthy. But oftentimes with mental health, we see that if someone suffers from depression or anxiety, they do have those feelings that maybe in some ways prevent them from getting help. So if, if there's anything we can do to destigmatize and raise awareness, bring about education when it comes to these things, I'm all for it. And and with these YouTubers who took this deal, I understand why they did. I mean, it sounds perfect. You get to talk about an important issue, get to make some money, get to raise awareness about a good product. It, it should be win-win, but I think we're at the point now, especially when we look at almost the Tumblr meme culture, when we're not just raising awareness about mental illness, I think in a lot of ways we're glamorizing it, right? There are so many tweets that go viral about, oh, you know, my depression, my anxiety, right? It, it, it's a quirk when it's really not, and depression isn't just being sad, anxiety isn't just being nervous. There's a lot more that goes into someone uh, who's suffering from that. And when we're talking about these YouTubers who have this huge amount of influence, largely among younger followers, I do worry that some of these people, some of these, you know, children and teens who are watching this might end up seeing depression as another another badge or identity that they can kind of have that makes them relatable mm -hmm. and brave and maybe gets them a little bit of attention as someone who's working through something. And that's not what I'm saying that those YouTubers were trying to do or that they were encouraging. It's just from that younger yeah. mindset, I worry that's a very real possibility. And I think if, you know, if there's this company, I, I'm not saying they're like the Malevolent Umbrella Corporation. I really don't know enough about them either way. But I think there is the danger of maybe perhaps focusing too much on selling a product that you're trying to make as many people think they need as possible versus actually trying to treat mental health issues among the people who have it. Yeah, absolutely. And there is actual data within the field of psychology that suggests that certain mental disorders seem to show up disproportionately when people around them claim to also have that mental disorder. Mm -hmm. uh, not to say that people don't have them or whatever it is, but it, it does show that there is a social influence in terms of what you self-purport your symptoms to be. Right. So with that in mind, I think that this kind of marketing direction that BetterHelp has taken, which I think has been in a way hugely successful for them. In fact, you could even argue that a lot of the problems with the, the service that they have right now could be from not being prepared for the massive amount of influx that, mm -hmm. that they would gain 
from this uh, massive marketing campaign. I do give them some amount of leniency here, but I do think this is a pretty nuanced issue and I'm not terribly fond of the way that they're marketing this. Right, I think the issue here is like, I mean, like you, I like the idea of BetterHelp, and there are actually companies who exist outside of BetterHelp who kind of do the same thing. They seek to connect uh, medical professionals with their clients in more of an online way. Um, I think that's a good idea, but I think the issue here is that if we have a corporation involved who, and they're very clear about this, are not themselves mental health professionals, right? They purport to just be a platform kind of like Uber, right? They're not actually the ones providing. We're just like facilitating. That can be problematic then because you're working on marketing something you don't understand. Right. And I would love to in you know either this company or any of the other companies going forward, see more of a mental health awareness stance to this rather than a marketing stance, which I think is kind of maybe where a little bit of a disconnect for me, at least when I look at this product is coming from. So I guess we'll also add in some disclaimers here. We're not accusing any YouTubers, anyone like that of necessarily manipulating their audience. A lot of the problem comes from the widespread kind of greater phenomenon that's happening as well. So it's not any one individual. Right. Yeah. And like I said before, I completely understand why you YouTubers are attracted to this. This sounds perfect. Yeah. You get to help people while also talking about your own experiences. I don't. I would never fault anyone for that. No. So so, and we're not saying better health is necessarily a scam either. We're not saying to use their product or not to use it. I would just be very skeptical, and I'm definitely a little bit a uh, little bit yeah confused about their marketing approach. So, all that said, of course. If you have any kind of mental health issues, I feel like we are also now externally compelled to kind of say, you know, there are resources Seek help. available yeah. with you. Yeah, help is available. But anyway, I think that's it for now. And we will see you next time when maybe there will be another video of a male feminist kicking a woman in the face. Who knows? It's a wacky world we live in. And just a quick reminder, if you guys are liking the episodes of Uncensored that are being posted here to YouTube and you want to see more, head on over to CRTV.com forward slash roaming. You'll get three episodes of Uncensored per week, plus Daily Louder with Crowder, Michelle Malkin, Phil Roberts, and Gavin McInnes, the whole gang. Plus, if you use the code roaming, you will get $10 off your annual subscription, which is a pretty great deal if you ask me. The link is down in the description box below. Feel free to click away.